Today on the Evangelist Podcast, we talk about the book Love Story. The Evangelist's Podcast. Encouragement to speak life to a needy world. With Glenn Scrivener and Andy Brinkley. Welcome back to the Evangelist Podcast. This is the show where we seek to encourage you in your Christian walk and help you to share the good news about Jesus. I'm Andy Brinkley and here's Glenn Scrivener. Hello, everybody. How are you, Glenn? Yeah, doing really well. I'm uh, sort of in between university missions yes. and uh, recovering myself, getting ready for, for Durham and uh, Queen's University Belfast. Because last week you were in Birmingham? Birmingham. Yes, no, it was very good. So, uh, yeah, they they have a, like a marquee in the middle of the campus at Birmingham University, the, mm-hmm. the Christian Union there, and put on all sorts of lunchtime events and uh, and afternoon events, and they fly the campus and get people to answer questions about love and freedom and hope and meaning and those yeah. sorts of things. Tell and, us, tell us a story or two about. <sighs> so. Uh, Everywhere, everywhere I go on university missions, there's there's always uh, a lovely cultured atheist who um, who loves CU and loves CU events weeks. Um, and uh, so the one in Birmingham is called Tom, and uh, just a, a, a really delightful guy doing a, a master's in physics and in uh, computer science. So you know, always dressed dressed immaculately in a waistcoat with a um, pocket watch and things like that. And and Tom. Uh, yeah, Tom, interestingly, is probably the best evangelist for the Christian Union because he would not only would he come to every event, but he, he'd also come Take, with a friend. Or, yeah. um, and one of, one of his friends that he brought along was called Evie, and she was just um, amazed by uh, this stuff. And, and, and it was, what was interesting is sort of talking to Evie, she, she sort of grew up in a Catholic setting but walked away from things really in her teenage years. And literally, she was just had her head in her hands as she, as, as she was just talking to this other Christian who was kind of saying, well, maybe if God made the universe, then there's kind of a moral character to the universe. And if there's not, then I guess we make up our own morality. And then it's just a powerful who are just imposing their will on others. And nobody wants that, do they? And she sort of had her head in her hands. And she was like saying, yeah, that's that's right, isn't it? And she turned to Tom. And Tom and Tom sort of had to admit, you know, you know that that is one of the benefits of being a Christian is, <laughs> is that there is such a thing as as morality and and um and he he just admitted that yeah without that then human beings just have to make power plays over one another but if that's the way it is that's the way it is says tom and on he went and and so you know we we i i think tom learnt a few new things but i i think what i was really uh interested in was uh evie just coming back and coming back and coming back and, and she's very close to the kingdom by the mm. end of the week i'm not sure how she responded at the very end. Every evening I was sort of uh, saying to people, would you like to receive Christ and praying prayers? And, and a number of people did. Mm. Um, and what was really exciting about that is is the people who did weren't the sort who would then sort of fill in a form and tick a box and then not leave their name. Which right. is what, <laughs> so you'd be surprised at how often that happens. Right. Know, people say, yes, I've given my entire life to Jesus and I'm repenting and, you know, I'm going to turn over a new leaf and go a new direction. And then people say, and, you know, would you like follow-up? No, no follow-up. Thank you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> would you at least leave your name? No. <laughs> um, that happens ridiculously often. 
Um, but um, the people that I heard who'd given their lives to Jesus were all friends of CU members who, you know, mm. um, and then the, the Christian Union members, um, their response was, was quite often, well, it's about time as well. <laughs> you know, they've come along to enough things. And so it was just a, a lovely time of, of some people who'd been considering Christian faith for a while, just sort of saying, yep, now's the yeah. time and, and receiving Christ. And, and other people who hadn't thought about these things at all being brought to consider them yeah. and uh and then you know lovely guys like tom uh yeah having to think again and and what you see with someone like tom is that he he realizes that there's nowhere else to go if you really want meaning and morality and satisfaction and <laughs> you know if you want human rights and freedom and all these sorts of things that we all sort of take for granted um he really sees that you know where else shall we go? You know, Christ alone has the words of eternal life. Yeah. The tragedy is um, he goes everywhere else. And uh, But, yeah, we keep on praying for, for the Toms of this world. Mm. And uh, yeah. So what's the next one? You say Durham. Next one is Durham, uh, starting on the 20th okay. of February. And, um, and then Queen's University starting on the 27th. Wow, good. Okay, so sort of in between these, you've been writing and getting a book off <laughs> yep yeah so i got a got an easter book off uh called love story yeah. okay and uh, we're actually going to hear some of it today that's right yeah not, not all of it not but... all of it well it's, it's not a hugely long book but um yeah it's it's kind of a giveaway book that it's one to read and pass on to a friend mm. um it's aimed at um those who are just looking into Christian faith and mm. it assumes no prior knowledge, but I hope it'll be very faith building uh, for Christians to read and and uh, that they would be really refreshed and encouraged by the gospel, um, and also one for churches to buy in bulk and give yeah. away at their Easter services. So, before we jump into it, just just give us uh, a little bit of a yeah. background to how you came yeah. to the. Uh, the idea of the, the elevator pitch. Should I give you <laughs> yeah. the elevator pitch? 90-second elevator pitch. Yeah. So C.S. Lewis came to faith really after a, a very significant conversation with J.R. Tolkien. So they were great friends. Mm. They were part of the Inklings in, in Oxford. And um, Tolkien, uh, a very devout Catholic. Lewis, at this stage in 1932, was basically a theist. Um, and he'd come to see that God's probably existed because of the problem of evil. So that's very interesting. C.S. Lewis kind of says, ah, because I think that evil is wrong and should not be, I, there probably needs to be something that is right, right. If, there's gonna be, if I'm going to say that there's something wrong. And yeah, yeah. so he, he's a theist at this stage, but he can't quite wrap his head around Christianity and why Jesus and why this Easter story, why the cross and the resurrection at all. Yeah. Um, and so Tolkien just said, well, but don't you love the ancient myths you spend your whole life teaching about the ancient myths the greek myth the roman myths the norse myths and c.s lewis was like well yeah no i love i love those but he said they are lies even though breathed through silver it's just this famous you know beautifully poetic phrase they are lies breathed through silver and tolkien replied they are not lies Right. And Lewis is like, what? <laughs> of course they're lies, you know. It's, all a, this, myth. it's yeah. a myth. That's what a myth is. It's, it's you know, it's escapism. It's not reality. And Tolkien said, no, 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 they are the deepest reality. All these myths that we tell of rags to riches and overcoming the monster and you slay the dragon and you get the girl and you go on the quest and you return home and uh, you turn tragedy to comedy and you snatch victory from the jaws of defeat and there's a happily ever after. That is what's really true about the world. Mm. 
And all the stories we tell are kind of refractions and... and um, based you know, on that story, yeah. Based on the ultimate story. It's like, you know, we're living in that story. Um, and what is Easter? Easter is when the myth earthed itself in mm. history. It's the myth that really happened. Um, and actually, after this conversation, Lewis became a Christian within weeks. Uh, he looked back at the Gospels and he, and he saw this twin reality that, yes, in the Gospels there is this mythological character of here's this ultimate hero and he's this bridegroom and he's, he's mm. this prince, he's this knight who defeats the monster and gets the girl, the church. Um, you know, and, and so he saw this sort of legendary character, but he also said, look, I've dealt my whole life with myths and they are all written once upon a time in a land mm. far far away the gospels are like well caesar augustus was on the throne and this person was the tetrarch of you know edomir and this person was the governor and jesus went from this named location to that named location it all happens in history and he says it's unmistakably historical in character the gospels so what you get in the gospels is this intersection of history and legend um and he came to see, yeah, the Gospels, is, yeah. Uh, they are the myth that really happened. Yeah. Um, and then that obviously sparked him off to, to become a storyteller himself and to create Narnia and, <laughs> you know, those sorts of things. But what's he doing with all those myths and legends is he's pointing back to the ultimate myth that really happened, which is the Gospel. Right. And so you thought, okay, I need to tell this story again. <laughs> yeah, let's tell this story again. So, love story. Was love born story, and, love uh, story was born, and uh, and so we basically go through the Easter weekend from Maundy Thursday to Easter Sunday, and we look at four different episodes on that weekend, mm. and we look at them as the ultimate love story. So we we see love stoops, that's the foot washing, mm. love suffers, we see Jesus going into Gethsemane, mm. love sacrifices the cross, and love stands again, mm. and that's uh, Easter Sunday, the resurrection. Uh, and when you follow through that story, hopefully hearts are warmed and people see that Jesus really is the hero who has shown up and this really is the myth that really happened. Yeah, excellent. And there's also a video that... Uh, it's coming. It's coming. Down the pipeline. <laughs> so Alex Webb Peplo, uh, who animated Cannonball for us two Easters ago, uh, he's back on board. And so basically we're telling the greatest fairy tale ever right. and uh, Alex Peplo is going to do the drawings for us uh, bring that to life and then show how yeah the Easter events really are the greatest love story ever yeah so uh, have to stay tuned to mm. uh, to see that and uh, hear it but now you're, go you're going to read how much you're going to read of it I'm going to read the first chapter first which is just chapter. an introduction sort of yeah describing C.S. Lewis's conversion and how the Bible is a love story and then it's and then you can get the book uh, online, ten of those, mm -hmm. and uh, buy several copies and give them to your neighbours and friends and absolutely get a hundred copies for a hundred quid. Why not? Yeah, and then hand, each. hand them out. Yeah, go on. Good. Okay. Love story: the myth that really happened. Love story: the myth that really happened by Glenn Scrivener, published by Ten Publishing. Chapter one: True story. When all looked lost, their tragedy turned to comedy. The dragon was slain, the wicked king was overthrown, the quest was completed, the heroes returned, the princess was saved, and she married the knight. So they all lived happily ever after. The end. What do you make of fairy tales? C.S. Lewis loved them. He spent much of his life studying and teaching the ancient Greek, Roman, and Norse myths, and he went on to write some of the most popular fantasies of all time, the Chronicles of Narnia series, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and so on. 
In many ways, myths were Lewis's life, yet he had mixed feelings about them. He was enthralled by the stories, but at the same time he considered them as escapism, as mere fantasies. One night, though, he had a conversation that changed everything. On the 19th of September, 1931, Lewis was speaking with his great friend J.R.R. Tolkien, author of The Lord of the Rings. Mr. Narnia was chatting with Mr. Middle-earth. At this point, Tolkien was a Christian, but Lewis was not. In fact, Lewis had a big problem with Christianity, namely the Easter story. He could understand that people might believe in a God. He could appreciate that God might want people to live in a certain way. That kind of religion sounded reasonable enough. But that isn't Christianity. Christians insist on telling a story, all about God coming to earth to die for his creatures. More than its creeds or rituals or moral codes, it is the Easter story that is central for Christians. And that was Lewis's sticking point. He didn't understand how the death and resurrection of Jesus related to the rest of Christianity. What on earth was the point of Easter? In answer, Tolkien directed Lewis back to all the myths he loved. Didn't Lewis appreciate the ancient stories of the dying and rising gods? Didn't he see how those myths worked on his heart in a profound way? Yes, indeed, Lewis was deeply moved by such stories. Well, declared Tolkien, Christianity is the ultimate story of the dying and rising God. But, Lewis countered, all those stories are just myths. They aren't true. In a memorable phrase, Lewis called them lies breathed through silver. They are beautiful, but ultimately empty. How would Tolkien respond? Surely he would have to agree with Lewis. No one could think that fairy tales were real, could they? Tolkien shocked Lewis with his answer. No, said Tolkien, they are not lies. This was earth-shattering for Lewis. If Tolkien was right, then there is such a thing as a real fairy tale. There exists a grand story that lies behind all other stories, namely Easter. Easter is the ultimate and original myth, the myth that really happened. This got Lewis thinking of all the stories he had loved, not only tales of death and resurrection, but stories of rags to riches, of defeating the monster, of epic quests, of grand romances, of desperate tragedies, of joyful comedies, of victory snatched from defeat, of the prince marrying the pauper and the happily ever after. These stories resonate with us across the cultures and down the ages. But why? Is there a reason our hearts are tuned to such realities? Might there be a grand original story that is reflected and refracted in our little stories? And could this explain the centrality of Easter? The True Myth Within a month of this famous conversation, Lewis had all but converted to Christianity. He had begun to see the story of Christ as a true myth, a myth working on us in the same way as the others, but with this tremendous difference, that it really happened. In the Gospels, the biblical biographies of Jesus, Lewis said the old myth of the dying God comes down from the heaven of legend to the earth of history. It happens at a particular day in a particular place. All the other myths take place in dream time, Fairy tales happen, as Star Wars begins, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The gods live and die beyond our time and space. However, the Gospels show Jesus living and dying in our world, under the reign of named rulers like Pontius Pilate. 
This historical character sets the Jesus story apart from all the others. Lewis later wrote, quote, As a literary historian, I am perfectly convinced that whatever the Gospels are, they are not legends. I have read a great deal of legend, and I am quite clear that they are not the same sort of thing. Legends are set once upon a time. You simply cannot answer the question when about any detail of a legend. You cannot find out when the Norse god Thor married his wife, or when the Hindu deity Krishna fought Kaliya. Those stories are not set in our world of time and space. By way of immense contrast, the Gospels are detailed accounts of people, places and times. Even as they tell the most wonderful story, they are written as serious history. So we find in the Bible an unparalleled combination. Mirroring the claim that God entered the world as man, we see in the Gospels that a great myth has entered history as fact. There is an anchoring of the great stories in our time and space. Just as the gods sacrifice and come to life, so Jesus gave his life and rose again. Just as the knight comes to slay the dragon, so Jesus came to defeat the powers of evil. Just as the prince comes to marry the pauper, so Jesus came to win his beloved people. Just as the hero comes to complete the quest, so Jesus came on a mission from God. And as he fulfills all these classically heroic roles, Jesus turns rags to riches and tragedy to comedy. Here is the love story that has really happened. Lewis had thought of myths as silvery lies. When examining the Jesus story, he found it to be solid gold truth. More than this, he found it to be the fulfillment of all other stories. In Jesus, and in particular in the Easter story, Lewis discovered an answer to his heart's cry for meaning, joy, hope, and love. In this book, we will explore the Easter story for ourselves. We will examine the weekend of Christ's death and resurrection, events that are traditionally known as the Passion of Jesus Christ. Christians see Easter as the culmination of God's great love story. As Jesus stoops, suffers, sacrifices, and stands again, he is bringing to fulfillment an ages-long romance. Love Story is about listening to that romance again. So that was chapter one of uh, Love Story, the myth that really happened. Mm-hmm. Where can folks get a copy? Where else but tenofthose.com. Okay. And uh, yeah, you can go there and why, why not you know, buy a copy of 321 while you're there? If you, <laughs> if you haven't already got a copy of 321. Is it one of those where you get a bundle? You know, <laughs> I don't, oh, we should do that. Glenn's Scriven a Bundle or something? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bundle of two books. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get four kinds of Christmas. Four kinds of Christmas. Out of season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get ready. Well, I've got to, I've got to come up with a Christmas book for this coming Christmas. But uh, mm. yeah, good. It's coming. It's coming around to that time of year where I have to think about Christmas again. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Same me. Well, that's it, pretty much for for this episode. If you like listening to the Evangelist podcast and you want to do us a favour, could I ask that if you could leave us a rating and review on iTunes? Just go to speaklife.org.uk/slash/itunes and uh, click the link to review us. We'd be very grateful if you could leave us a rating and review. Yes. Hopefully not a one star review. That would that probably wouldn't help, would it? It wouldn't it wouldn't no. <laughs> yeah, it give, might not help. Give us something to giggle. Giggle I about. Suppose, yeah, we might end up in the, the wrong yeah. end of the charts. But, yeah. Uh, go on, five stars, go on. Five stars. Go on. Do you remember five stars? No, it was five stars. Pop group. Oh really? Back in the eighties, yeah. Five no. Stars. Oh that dates you. That dates <laughs> that you. That dates you, yeah. Okay, thanks very much for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.